Hello, hello, hello. It's your girl. I'm back. Conversation for today is grief passing and how you deal with it. Today is my mama's birthday. As I said in my earlier podcast, February 16th. My mom passed away when I was 18. And since my mom passed, it's just been, you know, life. Life hits you. Life hits you when you have a death of a family member, especially a family member that stands out in the family. Your moms keep the family together. Moms keep families together. Grandmas keep families together. And once you lose that, then it's like nothing. And I don't understand that. Why do people do that? It's like, okay, I'm just gonna take care of my immediate family. And it's not right. Because at the end of the day, they were all all want you to be happy and be together as a family if they're looking down on you or whatever your religious belief is. I believe that people are reincarnated or spirits roam the earth. I believe in reincarnation. I believe in the spirits roaming the earth until judgment day. I do. It's very hard. So respect your mom's that's a big thing. Respect your moms as long as you got them. Because once they're gone, you will feel it if you have felt the loss of a purse. You know what I am talking about. People always tell you, okay, you're going to feel better. and They're moving on to another place. And you don't want to hear that. Because sometimes you feel like within your selfish reason, meaning that you should just, they shouldn't left you. That's the way I thought. She shouldn't have left me here. This world is hard. There's no one that ever is going to love you and give you the love like your mother's love. Nobody. I've been in foster homes, over 16 foster homes. And it's sad. It is sad that people don't love people genuinely. They just love the, what they do for them. And I have no one can replace my mother. No one. And people used to tell me, oh, yeah, you, you'll you be all right, and your mom's looking down on you. Yes, she may be looking down on me, but isn't she looking down on you, too, on what you're doing? I have brothers and sisters, and we don't even talk. only talk to one sister, and she's in Winston-Salem. And we have a relationship where we FaceTime every morning like we with each other. And that's the only remembrance that I got of my mom, because I don't look like my mother. I look just like my damn daddy. Just like my damn daddy, them jeans spit me out. Boop, spit me right on out. So, when people tell you about handling grief, you're just going to handle it in your own way. Own way. I usually just like today, I'll say, happy birthday to my mommy. So, I felt like I needed just like to do a little ceremony where I could just say, hey, we thinking about you down here. No one's forgotten about you. Like, if you see the movie, it's a cartoon movie I usually watch it with my kids. It's, uh, what is it? I'm trying to think of the name of the movie. Hold on, you guys. I gotta think of that name of the movie I want to be as accurate as I can be. It's accurate. One is called The Book of Life. And hold on, 
I am Googling it as I speak because I like to be accurate with the stuff. On, it's on Netflix, you guys. So if you want to look it up, Coco. That's the name of the movie. Came out in 2017. So that is pg friendly for your kids but i watched that with my kids and i'm like dang what if that's from their beliefs over there but what if it was really like that if we think like that and you didn't have a picture because i have like one picture of my mom one it's not a good picture you know them back in the day pictures be jeesh they fold up turn yellow after a while of going old like if you don't take good care of them so I'm like, dang, now we got one picture of my mom, but what happens if that's no more picture? And they can't cross over to the other side. And they just think, like, dang, my family really doesn't care about me to not put my picture up or to remember me. So what if life was like that? Just food for thought. Just questioning. Just questioning. But the way you handle grief. You, everybody handle it in their own way. Men handle it in their own way. Men normally don't talk about it, or they act like they don't even care, like it doesn't bother them, but in the inside, it eats the butt. Me, as a female, and I'm just talking for myself, I handle grief very bad. I used to just stay to myself. I didn't want to deal with people. I didn't want to eat, and then not eat and turn to obsessively eating because I end up smoking, which I still do to this day. Judge me, judge not ye me. But I love to smoke. I smoke me a J a day to keep the depression away. And I don't, I believe marijuana is good for the soul, but that's a whole other topic. We can get on that topic much later. Much, much later. So, I had to grief differently. I used to write crochet, but none of those things really stopped me from thinking about her. None that you do will stop you from thinking, and that's what people fail to realize when they tell you, oh, it's going to be better, and you might as well use a coping skill, and you got to go to therapy to handle your grief. Okay, yes, that's cool. Go to therapy. Kudos to you, but that will not stop you from thinking about that person, especially when you're going through hard times in your life. If you're going through hard times in your life and you feel like you don't have no one, you think about that person that was there for you the most. Or a friend that's been there that who you would confide in, someone you was close to that you lost, that you knew that's the only support that you had is gone, you're going to think about them all the time. I struggle with depression. I think about my mom all the time. But it's some things that make me feel good as a parent. Because I wasn't lucky to be with mine. I do a lot of things that they didn't do. I try to make not make the same mistakes that they did. I try to do something different. And that's why I feel good. I'm the first in my family to go to college. Hello, I preached on my side, so I feel great about that. To graduate from past school is even a good thing, because people don't finish that. It's okay to get your GED and all that. Uh, kudos, that's a great thing, good start. But it's also great when you follow through and get your high school diploma, because 
it's like you finished it because I was going to drop the hell out. I was, what did I say? I was going to drop out in the 12th grade. I said, I don't want to do this shit. This shit ain't for me. This school is terrible. The people in here is terrible. The teachers are ghetto. The teachers were congrating with the students. Like, they were part of the school. They weren't interested in helping us get an education or do things that regular schools did. And that's why I wanted to get out. And then D.C. Public Schools offered me a half a day. And I'm like, what? But I did a lot of things that my mom didn't do. So I feel like I'm a great parent, and she will be proud of me. And I know if she was here, she would be proud of me. So that's the thought I keep in my mind. There's all the things that's going on where I live at, the crime rate, the drugs, people smoking shit that's for incense, like all the things that's going on, I'm kind of... I feel like being gone is like a piece that I don't have to worry about because she was sick, she was suffering, and I wouldn't want her to be suffering this world any longer. But you handle grief your own freaking way. You handle grief if you choose to isolate yourself just to get yourself reevaluated to think, but don't do nothing stupid. I'm not saying. I know people contemplate suicide, because I have. That's not the way to go. Just think. Think it out first. Think, like, wow, is this really worth it? Is this really worth it? Do what I'm doing, because this affect anybody else? And how is it going to affect those that care about me? I have kids. I don't know what anybody else's situation might be, but... That's not the way to go. It's other ways. Other ways. I go, when I'm normally mad, I just go to therapy and vent. And then once I feel like I vent to someone, I got all that off my chest, I'm good. I'm great. I'm good. Like how I'm just speaking with you guys, I'm speaking from the heart, genuinely. How I would talk, how I would feel, how I'm feeling right now. This is me venting to you guys. Because at the end of the day, you are a special person. You are here for a reason. Everyone's here for a reason. And whatever that reason may be, you keep succeeding. You keep succeeding. Don't let nobody tell you different. People said I was going to have 80 million kids at a young age. I had my first children at 21 and 26. I was talked about like a dog. I kept going because I had to prove those people that I wasn't going to be a statistic and like others. When people, oh yeah, your mom, dad, she's in a better place. You, you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't feel that way. You shouldn't, you shouldn't. You have the right to feel what the fuck you want to feel. You are you and nobody can't change you. Now, I'm glad y'all joined me today. My podcasts are not normally long. I don't do long podcasts. I'm not going to drag and waste waste your day out. I'll give you some good encouragement for about six or ten minutes because that's all you need. The his what you going through, somebody else is going through, right? In a different state. No matter what, we all fucking human and we all feel. That's what we all have the ability to do is feel. And if you feel you had a loss in your family, you feel sad, and you wish that person was here, you have a right to feel that way. But at the end of the day, you have to 
find some peace and accepting. Peace and accepting that this person wouldn't want you feeling the way you do. Because if they was in front of you or what did they suffer, they would want you to live your life and keep them in thoughts and not forget about them. Because people tend to say, yeah, they want you to keep on, move on and keep doing what you're doing. No, and, and forget about them? No, I will not forget about them. Because you will cherish those times that you had with one another. So if you have your mothers, hug them, love them, don't disrespect them. You have a loved one, love them. You never know. I had a best friend that lost in domestic violence. You never know what a person is going through. Unless you have. Get your pride out the way. And if you're going through whatever you're going through, just don't you want to get out of it. You under the umbrella for now, but the sun will shine again. Thanks for listening to me. And this is your girl, and I'm out of here. Come back, listen to more of some real teas from real mommies. Hello, 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 everybody. I'm back. I know I've been gone for a little minute. I uh, just wanted to wish everybody, hope their day was great and good and all sturdy and shit. But my topic of today, just quick topic, is why, 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 why people are so judgmental of others. I took my kids out today and we went to this thing called the Magic Grounds, a place where, you know, it's like a little amusement, little park for them to climb up on ladders and in the ball pins and so while we were enjoying ourselves you know you have to take your shoes off and you know be with your socks because you're in a playpen like a mat and everyone's looking at everybody's socks like why is somebody so worried about what the next person is doing that is the topic why can't people just let people be instead of looking at them and thinking they're better than somebody? We all bleed the same way. We're all going through the same things. Right now, we're going through the government shutdowns. Trump want to build a wall for no reason that it's not going to stop anything. It's not going to stop drugs. It's not going to stop nothing. It's, it's just a waste of taxpayer dollars. My topic is why do people worry about other people? There's no need to worry about the next. If you weren't about you, everything would be okay. That is the problem with society today. Women look at other women like, oh, what she got on? Why she wearing that? Why does it bother you? Why does it care what the next person is doing? That is the topic. If anyone can have any questions or the answers to it, be feel free to leave it down on my podcast. But that is the number one thing I was worried. You can be out somewhere with your kids, doing family things, and people always have something to say always have something to say but yes i just want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast and tuning in you know i don't come in i come in and i go out that is it say what i got to say so the topic is worrying about others worrying about others why should we worry about others why does it eggs our mind what the next person is doing do we get a thrill out of it do they get what feeling of urgency that they get out of this All right, you guys, thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with some more hot topics. 
on basic life and reality things. I'm glad you're listening to my podcast. Thank you for listening and tuning in. We talk about everything here down to feelings, whatever's on your mind. Speak your mind. Tell what's going on with you. What's going on with society? What is wrong with today? What is it the music? Is it the TV? I just need some input. What is going on in the industry today? I mean, like, it's really sad, y'all. We got to get get this together. We supposed to be unified. We this It's not working out. It is not working out. So, everybody have a great evening. Whatever you're doing, wherever you are. And thanks for checking in.
crazy mama donna and i am back good morning the time is 8 19 a.m i have a couple of t- subjects i wanted to talk to you about today everyone so this is my podcast and i've been trying out some new things to you know the topics to discuss during the podcast because I, i'm new to this and everyone wants that popular topic to discuss that everyone can feel or relate to. So, I've, I've been I've been gone. I'm sorry I've been doing my family thing. I've been haven't been making podcasts back to back. But I got some couple of juicy topics today, y'all. All right now, topic today is poetry and where and when was it started and what it means to you. I'm using nowadays the era. Does it still symbolize poetry and its forms? For those who don't know what poetry means, the definition of poetry, let me get that definition for you guys. If you don't know what poetry is, you guys better know what poetry is. You guys better know. Hold on. I also got to, you know, when you get into Google, it acts as retarded. Poetry definition. Literary work in which a special intensity is given to the expression of feelings and ideas by the use of distinctive style and rhythm, poems collectively or as genre of literature. He is chiefly famous for his love of poetry, synonyms, poems, verse, verses, versification, metrical composition, rhythmical composition, rhymes, rhyming, balladry. So, poems. My favorite poet is Langston Hughes. That's what started me with poetry. I really love growing up Langston Hughes. And I know as a child, you start off off of poetry of the Dr. Seuss books. So I just wanted to discuss this topic actually because poetry is related to the musical traditions. Poetry is dated back to the 18th century. It started in Africa. so. For people who don't know where it started, that is where it started. My favorite poet, like I said, is Langston Hughes, and I will always be a Langston Hughes fan. Since we touched the topic of poetry, I thought that I would read a couple of poems and tell you what it means for me. And if you have any questions or answers, please feel free to leave them under the podcast so I can add to my next top subject. Okay, one of the poems by Langston Hughes was Crystal Stair. Now I'm going to find Crystal Stair for you and read Crystal Stair and tell you what my meaning of that is. Langston Hughes, James Mercer Langston Hughes was an American poet, social activist, novelist, playwright, and columnist from Joplin, Missouri. He moved to New York City as a young man where he made his career and was the most earliest innovators of the new literary art form called jazz poetry. All right. Crystal Stair. Had to give you some history of about Langston Hughes. Oh, I love Mother the Sun. All right. Mother the Sun by Langston Hughes. Well, son, I tell you, life for me ain't been no crystal stand. It had tax in it, 
and splinters and boards turned up and places with no carpet on the floor. Bed, but all the time, eyes have been climbing on and reaching landings and turning corners and sometimes going in the dark where there ain't been no light. So boy, don't you turn back. Don't you sit down on the steps cause you find it's kinda hard. Don't you fall down for I still going, honey. I still climbing. And life for me ain't been no crystal step. Now, I picked that poem because it stands out and it speaks so truth to me. It stands out because it's telling you, you don't have a perfect life. You might not gone through the perfect situation where you was able to do so much or you was able to take care of your finances were straight, whatever the case may be. He's telling you don't give up because everybody didn't have a perfect life. You can still strive regardless of what your life was like. And that's why I love poetry because it comes from the feelings of deep inside of what you think and what's on your mind and what keeps you going. And that's sometimes it's the only way to vent, to understand, to, to just get all those hidden emotions out. Because we've been doing this for a long, long, long time. And Crystal Stare, it just, it just lets you like, I got tax in it and splinters. That's telling you I got a lot of shit going on. A lot of fucking shit going on. Yes, I get explicit. I get the cursing because I am speaking the fucking truth. You have a lot of shit going on and you feel like your life it should have been perfect. It should have been. It's a lot of celebrities, actors, rappers, musical, talented people who started from nothing. Look at Tyler Perry. He was homeless. He was sleeping out on the street. And he become famous. And now he's rich. So it doesn't matter what lifestyle or background you come from. Ain't no point of moping about it. Get up and do something about it because it's a lot of people going through exactly what you're going through. From my last topic on my last podcast about how people be feeling about grief and loss and their mutual feelings about how people be thinking about somebody else or worrying about the next. Listen here, we're all going through something similar if it's not like all going through something similar. So... Back on this subject here in hand. Subject, subject, matter. The next person who I know y'all familiar with is William Shakespeare. I'm going to just quote a couple of quotes from him. All that glitters is not gold. Woo! That is the truth. Everything that shine and look good ain't fucking good. Run, run, run as fast as you can. Because it can be the damn devil in disguise. Next quote from William Shakespeare hell is empty and all the devils are here sheesh now fool for thought that had me thinking when I saw that by William Shakespeare I said man if I'm not thinking the same way hell is empty and all the devils are here because this right now I feel like if it was judgment day and God's giving his his chance for the dating to run around the earth and picking his colleagues and who is he taking the hell with him. And then at the end of the days, then we will go to paradise. But hell is earth. Because if you think about earth, you can feel pain. And the Bible said, hell, you will be suffering, burning the frick up. You will be 
always sad. You hear moaning, crying. What the hell is going on now in this world? Why you here? You this pain, sickness, death, crying, hurt, feelings, everything. We're, this is hell. We're living actually in hell. Now, how could we forget the kids' poems, y'all, that got us started? I had to search up. I was like, remember Dr. Seuss, green eggs and ham? Do you like green eggs and ham? One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. It's a lot. It's a lot. When I say it is a lot of poems Dr. Seuss had that had kids going and thinking like, yeah, I can write like a poem. And that's what my topic goes with the music. Some people that I can listen to write their music like a poem others not so much i don't understand what they got going on in some of their music music now today has changed now people feel the need that they can say anything and there is forms of poetry where poetry don't have to rhyme there's haikus there's let me search up some different forms of poetry because i'm a poet like i like to write I really do. I really like to write. Hold on. Types of poems. I have to be accurate. Types of poems. We have haiku. Haiku are very short poems. They make common school assignments and write exercises. So you have probably written one of these before. Then you have sonnet. Poetic forms. Then you have lyric poetry and limerick, funny poems. So what I write, which I love, is haikus. Because it's it's short and it's straight to the point. And I have found a reference website for hello.com, poetry.com. Hellopoetry.com. For those who love poetry and would like to put their stuff on some website where they actually... They don't steal your writing. They post it and they make sure that you are the writer of the poetry and you have to be approved first. But I wrote something last night and it's called Satisfaction. Does it or does it give you satisfaction to stab my heart over and over, to go through years of nothing but a cold shoulder, facing life's ups and downs, Trying to make you smile while I'm down? Do I give you the satisfaction that I scream for attention, for respect? That what I once loved turned to regret? Do it gives you satisfaction that I haven't gave up yet? That's a little poem by me. I used to write poems. I started writing poems at a young, young age when I spent my time into being a foster child in the system. They make sure you go to groups and different forms of things that keep your mind active which at the end of the day it just makes it worse for you as a child because it makes sure that you have like a a set schedule a set schedule to your life that's one thing about growing up in the system they make sure that you have a set schedule like from the morning you're doing something each hour of the hour so I used to just take that time to just write whatever was on my mind. And poetry was the only one outlet that I can get through. I used to rap, but rap is poetry. All that is under the same category. And I'm asking you viewers and listeners, where is poetry now? Where did poetry go? Do people still 
believe in poetry? Do they believe the history of poetry? Do they even care? Where did poetry come from? That's my topic. Where does poetry come from? Reading is fundamental, may I say. But also expressing yourself is a relief. My podcast is about speaking what other people are afraid to speak about and how they feel deep down inside. I have different topics. Sometimes it might be what I'm going through and maybe someone else from further away can relate. There's ways to go about supporting your mental, physical health. Writing is great. We can't stop something we was immune to. Why would we stop? What is our history? It is Black History Month. So I had to bring up the topic of poetry because poetry comes from Africa, from the tribal dances and the songs that they give thanks, even from slavery days. There always was a song to put in a perspective of how you were feeling or how they were feeling or what they were going through at the moment. And another thing was like growing up in school, how teachers would teach that, oh yeah, there were hymns they used to sing, but the reality of the hymns that they sung were codes. Like, let me find one one of them. I don't know them by hand, so I have to go look for them. I have to go look for them so I can be accurate as I can be. I don't want to have nobody saying that I'm not accurate, so let's go. And do some research, you guys. Research, research, get that research, research. Let's see. Let's freaking see. Go down, Moses. Let us break bread together. Swing low, sweet chariot. That song. Swing low, sweet chariot. Come before the caring be home. That was a freedom song. It was a song about them escaping. And they were singing it. And they were thinking that they were just singing good hymns. But they were escape songs. Wade in the Waterfalls for the Underground Railroad. Um, John Coltrane has a song titled Song of the Underground Railroad on his album. There we go. 
They communicated many Christian ideas while also communicating the hardship that it was a result of being an African-American slave. The spiritual was often directly tied to the composer's life. It was a way of sharing religious, emotional, and physical experience through songs. Bingo! Hit your head. Lights on. There we go. Spiritual music. Spiritual music in the forms of poetry. All right. So, you guys, I've talked to you for 16 minutes. They said podcasts is supposed to go about an hour, but like I tell my viewers, I just give you just enough to get you back. I don't want to drag and take up your whole day. But I thank you for even enjoying and listening to this podcast, A Crazy Mama Donna. And bring yourself back. I will be back in approximately an hour, 9.30-ish. Come back, tune in, and listen to more. I will be talking about basics. Basics. Or it even could be a music trial. We can have a music trial and listen to nothing but the oldies but goodies. But don't forget to tune in at 9.30. Thank you for listening to Crazy Mama Donna.